Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Logan on the left wing, handoff Curry, a lot of traffic over there. Curry just dribbles through four guys, steps out for three! All right, Gordon. Uh, believe it or not, today in sports, it, it's it's weird. It's been like a fire hose of news for the last uh, several weeks. And while we're waiting for the NBA to uh, decide exactly how it's going to proceed, which the decision should come Thursday, today has actually been kind of a slow-breaking news day. So we thought it would be fun. You've come across a, a list of the NBA's, now is it the NBA's best shooters? It was it was a story at CBS.com, CBSSports.com, and it's uh, about the top. It lists the top fifteen shooters in NBA history according to the guys and uh, the people at CBS Sports. So they ranked them all time, and uh, you can guess from that sound we just heard who was at the top of the list. <laughs> yeah. Any any uh, do you want to go through it or do you want to critique it as we go? How do you want to do? Because we have a, an exercise for our listeners after we go through this. Yes, it's jazz related. So think uh, great jazz shooters. But uh, anyway, there is a former jazz band on the list. Uh, so 15, Drazen Petrovic. Oh, yeah. He was a great and, uh, shooter. Number 14, former dream teamer, Chris Mullen. Okay. 13, Mark Price. Mark Price was a terrific basketball oh, player. And Do you remember him? It? Yeah, oh, very much. Oh, well, yeah. remember his duel uh, with John and Carl in the All-Star game right here in yeah. this building uh, uh-huh. where he just uh, went nuts shooting the three. Yeah, he, he was terrific. an incredible shooter, yep. Was 12, Peja Stoyakovic. Okay. Jazz fans are very familiar with him when he was playing with the Kings. Number 11, I, I don't know if I agree with this or not, but maybe maybe I'm just uh, not uh, giving enough credit. J.J. Redick. Yeah, I'm with you actually on that. I don't know if he's quite to that status yet. Wonderful shooter, no doubt. But I don't know. You, you're putting J.J. Redick ahead of Chris Mullen? Yeah, I don't know. And 10, I, I say the same thing about Steve Kerr. Yeah, you're going to put Steve Kerr in front of Mark Price? That doesn't work for me. He's a great Number, shooter, but uh, yeah. 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 Nine, Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. I'll agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm fine with Dirk there, certainly. Eight, Kevin Durant. Okay. Seven, Steve Nash. I don't know. Was Steve a pure shooter? He was a great shooter. He, he did some nice things. I, that That's high. I mean, that's pretty high praise. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't have... I so, too. I don't have a problem with Steve on the list, but that's that's pretty high praise. And I, of all the people, I've told you this a thousand times, of all the uh, the NBA players I ever interviewed, Steve Nash may have been the one at the top of the list that impressed me the most, hmm. just as being a, a, a good guy. Uh, so I have great respect for Steve Nash. But number seven on that list, he is six, Kyle Korver. Okay. I mean. Got no yeah. problem with that. Jazz fans will will probably agree. Number five, Goran Giracek. Oh no, five Reggie Miller. Wow. Okay. Number four, Larry Bird. I got no problem with that. Number three, Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Number two, Clay Thompson, and number one, Steph Curry. Clay, no, Michael Jordan. Huh? Clay Thompson, number two. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Great shooter, but I don't. Number two. Putting him in front of uh, Reggie Miller and Larry Legend? 
Apparently, Mark Jackson said that Curry and Thompson are the greatest shooting backcourt in NBA history. Well, together, sure. But individ- does that mean they have to be 1-2? He uh, said that the year he was coaching them before they fired him the right. next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, By the way, real, real quick. Thompson, Thompson owns the record for most three-pointers made in a single game, 14. Uh, he once needed just 29 minutes and 11 dribbles to score 60 points. That's amazing. That is amazing. You guys um, were talking about Redick and Mullen a moment ago. Redick is a 45.2% career three-point shooter. Mullen was 38. Okay, eight, almost eight percentage points better than Mullen. Well, well, you know, keep in you know mind, why, and that's it, shooting it, three times as many threes as Mullen. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but that, okay, so that gets to the definition of a good shooter. Sure. Is, are, are we talking three-pointers? Are we talking shooting in general? Does does uh, making layups count as uh, as good shooting? I mean, uh, what what, yeah. what is our criteria here? If you go effective well, field goal percentage, he's better by five percentage points than Chris Mullen in that. Let, let, me, uh, let me ask, let me utilize a, a word, a descriptive word that Austin often uses which I question him about. How about pure shooter? Well, that's the, the definition is uh, be held within the definer. Well, the pure shooter, in my mind, is not the guy who makes one hell of a layup. Okay. You know, to me, that's the <laughs> guy who has really good form, who, who can hit it from all over the court. Yeah, but Reggie Miller's form sucked. And, of course, we none of us would disagree that he should be in the top five, right? I guess you got me there. Reggie Miller, I, his shot looked like guy, it should never have gone in. Like, who taught you how to shoot? And it I, went I in remember, all the time. I remember when I was in college, uh, I wrote this story for the uh, college newspaper about one of the members of the basketball team. And the guy was not a good shooter. But he had the best shooting percentage on the team. And they put in the headline that the guy was the, the team's best shooter. And I had a problem with that because just because he has the highest shooting percentage, Rudy Gobert is the best shooter in the NBA, right? Yeah, I tell my friends all the time, I'm the best shooter they've ever seen. They just don't go in. I don't know. It's not my fault. <laughs> I think if the idea is is putting the ball in the hoop, I think you know shooting percentage and that sort of thing has to factor pretty heavily, no? Do you argue with the Steph Curry? Uh uh-uh. uh. Steph, Steph's shooting was also revolutionary. I mean, Steph's shooting was so good it changed the game. And maybe there are a few players on that list that you could say that about, but you certainly have to say that about Steph. I mean, he changed. Uh, so the NBA had been, since Michael Jordan, so much about the isolation game and, and being an ISO player. And through the first part of LeBron's uh, career, uh, you know, it was certainly that way, and he was dominant. Steph changed the way that you you thought about offensive basketball. He moved us out of the isolation age, which is remarkable. He was so good, he made the whole league adapt. Did he change LeBron's game? He changed LeBron's game, absolutely. So let me ask you, did you say J.J. Redick has a career 45% shooting average? That's pretty amazing. Uh, I had no, no idea. No, no, no. Right. Uh, did I say career? I'm sorry. That's his best year is 45%. Oh, okay. And Mullen's best year was 8% percent oh, okay. I thought I you said career. I may have well, misspoke. I'm sorry. Steph Curry uh, is uh, 43% for his career. Um, uh, J.J.'s career the... is 41 So Okay. 
Yeah, it's the sixth most accurate three-point shooter in league history. But uh, but wouldn't you? This comes into play too. Is kind of style, the degree of difficulty on Steph Curry. Many of Steph Curry's shots just ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. And he can hit the mid-range shot, and he's you know he can hit runners and whatnot. He catch and shoot, but he's terrific from behind the arc as well. I I think he's the best I've ever seen. I, I don't have a problem with that one at all. So how much does when you make them? matter because Reggie Miller again not to come back to him constantly as an example but you know so who was it in the last dance that said Reggie Miller was the best clutch shooter ever I mean that guy that guy made more meaningful baskets uh, in his career than maybe anybody although you know never got to that title but one his game winning shots when the game was on the line uh, he was amazing and and think about that exchange with the Knicks how how far down were the Pacers in that game to come back and win because Reggie kept making shots. I mean, that that is insane, right? Hmm. So does when you make them matter? Maybe. I think that you've got a point there. So should we... As, should I, was reading, as I was reading this, let me give you something that will blow your mind, Jake. Okay. Larry Bird, he once scored 47 points in a game using only his left hand. Okay. And he declared that the Portland Trailblazers weren't worthy of his dominant side by saying, quote, I'm saving my right hand for the Lakers. I don't know if I believe that. That sounds incredulous, doesn't I, it? I believe that he said that, but I don't know if I believe that. I wonder if somebody went back and made sure that every shot went up with the lefty. Yeah, I don't know. Why would he do that? <laughs> So let's let's get to the jazz part of this exercise, and we can debate it a little bit throughout the show. And if people want to tweet in or open mic or or whatever, uh, please do so. Let's come up with the top five in order jazz shooters. So no cheating, Gordon, by just naming five players and saying, "Well, they were all good." I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna put well, one okay, ahead. Okay, we have the to other. list list them in order. That we have okay. to we have to put them in order. And I know we're all gonna agree that Mike Brown is number one, but let's try not to be predictable. Okay, so by all means, uh, you know, age before beauty. Let's. Uh, why don't you give us your list right off the bat? Well, okay. Well, all right. I, I'm not absolutely certain. Okay, five is a tie. Oh, is a tie. You're already cheating. <laughs> you're already skirting the rules. We haven't even Sorta. gotten one position. Okay. Oh, okay. it's a tie. I need need you to help me figure this out because it's a three-way tie. (laughs) Oh, my. Your top five has 15 guys, doesn't it? It, A three-way tie? Come on, Gordon. Participate. Are you going to participate or not? All right. Uh, This is the only one where I have a three-way tie. (laughs) So yours is a top eight with three you can't decide on. No, he says he's the only one with a three-way tie. Number four is a two-way tie. So we're... Okay, all right, let's proceed. Let's go ahead. Okay, now I'm just going off a of shooting here, okay? So, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Pete Maravich. Okay. Don't know. If anybody can help me with that one, I'd appreciate it. I'm begging for help. Number four, Adrian Danley. 
Okay. Any, arg- any argument there? Well, I'll, I'll give you mine, and we can compare. Uh, I'm just uh, – Adrian Danley is fourth all-time in the Jazz's field goals. Uh, he is uh, – let's see, where else is he? He's He averaged 29 points a game. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I had a – I mean, the guy can put it in the hoop, no doubt. Effective field goal percentage, he's third all-time. Uh, he's second all-time in field goal percentage. Yeah, so I got Adrian Dantley at four. At three, I have John Stockton. Okay. At two, and some of this, there's just there's just style points uh, and, and, and everything else that's just the, the eye test. Number two is uh, Jeff Hornacek. And number one, Kyle Korver. Okay, so we definitely have different uh, different criteria here because mine mine does look significantly different than yours. Do you have Carl? No, you don't. Okay. No, I thought about Carl, but I, I'm I'm putting more distance capability into this. Although I did include Jeff Malone. Plus, Jeff did, was incredible from the line. You don't J- think Carl you, could stretch it today? I don't know. I just don't know if he was one of the top five shooters in jazz history. I certainly would give him consideration, and, and maybe I should move. Here's here's mine. Do you have yours, okay. Austin, too? We'll get uh, to, yeah, I do. We'll get to All Austin. Right. Here's, here's mine. I've got uh, the Golden Griff at five, Jeff Malone at four, Kyle Korver at three, John Stockton at two, Jeff Hornacek at one. Not a bad okay. list. Not a bad list at all. Give, give me that one more time. Uh, the Golden Griff, mm-hmm. Jeff Malone at four, okay. Kyle Korver at three, Stockton at two, Horn a second one. So I, I kind of went with that pure shooter in mind, I suppose. Okay. Whatever that I, pure I, I, word I, means, I that's that's uh-huh. kind of what I went with. Okay. Austin? Uh, my, my five, and I, I've only included guys that I saw play myself because I considered Dantley. I don't remember seeing him play. I never saw Maravich play, So I, I but I understand why they'd be on the list. Uh, and I'm not sure I ever saw Dale Griffith play either. But So my five is Malone at five, and that's because... I don't remember Carmelo missing a jumper as a child. I'm sure that's wrong. But I don't. it seemed right. like when he got the ball, he made it. Uh, number four, I went with Joe Ingles. I think he could move his way up the list here in the next couple of years. He's done a lot in his you know, short time in the NBA with the Jazz already. Stockton is at three, Korver at two, and Hornacek at one. With an honorable mention to uh, Bojan Bogdanovic because I think he could eventually be considered the best jazz shooter of all time. So I agree with that. I, I longevity played into it for me. Like I didn't have Kyle Korver. I can certainly see why you have him number one, Gordon. He's you know he's an all time three point shooter, but you know he didn't spend that long with the Jazz. Although I I feel hypocritical because Hornacek didn't exactly play, play for the Jazz for his entire career, and I have him at number one. So maybe I'm maybe I'm conflicted there. Maybe it should be John number one. I always thought John was a better shooter than he got credit for. Yes, he uh, he was uh, he hit fifty five percent of his shots effective field goal percentage. He had eight hundred and forty five made threes in his career, which is a fifth. And, and of course, if he played in a different era, he would have gotten a lot more threes than he did. Uh, but okay, let me let me let me tell you some of my reasoning. Joe Ingles is second on the Jazz's all-time career effective field goal percentage list. It's also That's second, impressive. second in threes made at 792. I mean, I think we overlooked that. Joe Ingles, 57.3% uh, effective field goal shooting. Second all-time. Rudy Gobert is number one, and he's not really a shooter. 
So it, it is a little tricky, but Joe hits the outside shot. Uh, and Adrian Dantley is third on that list. He was a terrific scorer. He really was. Uh, Kyle Korver is fourth and Stockton is fifth. Jeff Hornacek's down at seven. Mm-hmm. And after that, you got Ronnie Brewer. Your guy. <laughs> not, exactly, not exactly who you would think of when it comes to shooting. Uh, no. No. But uh, Jeff does lead in uh, all-time Jazz three-point field goal percentage at mm-hmm. 42.8. And Corver, Corver with the Jonas Jarebko. Corver <laughs> with the Jazz, his three-point shooting percentage was 40.5, which is lower than what I thought it would be. Yeah, maybe it's because. Uh, well, why is that? I wonder. Is it because part of the time he spent was after far after his prime? Well, I mean, he his best shooting years were with Atlanta, and that was after his time with the Jazz. He had one he had one yeah, year where he made an All Star game where he shot fifty percent from three, mm-hmm. which is wild. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you make a strong argument, Jake, as far as, far as just a beautiful shot to watch. Stockton had perfect form on his jump shot. Yep. Jeff Hornacek, a thing of beauty. Uh, how would you rate Joe Ingles? Yeah, Joe, I think I under-considered Joe. Maybe I over-remember Dr. Duncan Stein uh, because I remember that rainbow jumper that basically hit the ceiling. And he's, not, all, he's, and not on any, he's not on any of these lists. Right. So maybe I maybe I overemphasize the Golden Griff. Maybe slide Joe Ingles in there. I do remember uh, when when he was playing for the Jazz, and they were I can't remember what team they were playing against, but the the other team just was loaded up with all stars, and uh, Daryl Griffith was the only player on the Jazz that night who could really stay with the guys who were on the court from his athleticism standpoint. Oh, great basketball player. So, so yeah. if you undervalued Joe without putting him on the list, what does that mean if he's a three-way tie for fifth on Gordon's list? Oh, good point. At least I was decisive. <laughs> Gordon, you, you didn't disrespect his name by saying he's tied for fifth with two other guys. Right. That's that's a great point because Gordon didn't really put him on his list either. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> well, I, I He got a did. participation trophy is what he gave Joe Ingles there. I know. You know, I really kind of – it kind of it punches me in the gut a little bit that Bogdanovich is a part of that tie because I haven't really seen enough. I mean – He can't put me on the list yet. He's played for the Jazz for 10 minutes. And granted, <laughs> ben, ben, it's been a wonderful 10 minutes. He's he's really fit in quite well and become a, a big part of what the Jazz are currently. But I don't know if it's quite enough yet. So neither one of you guys had AD on your list at all. No, well, I had him if I had seen him, but I didn't see him. If I included he, he uh, ten people like you did, I might have had him on there. He did a lot of scoring around the basket. Uh, so I mean, but he, he uh, you know, so sh- shooting. I don't know. Uh, I could be persuaded off of that, but I think my top three is pretty solid: Kyle Korver, Jeff Warnesek, John Stockton. Right. And that's that's my top three, but just in a different order. Yeah, Stockton, yeah. Corver, right. Hornacek. Yeah. And Jake, you All had right. Stockton where? I had Stockton two, Hornacek one, Corver three, Malone four. Oh, so we all have the same top three, just different just order. Just different order. And then I had Daryl Griffith, but I might I might slide Joe Ingles in there. You've you've persuaded me. 
Well, the crazy thing about this is that Hornacek uh, is near the top or at the top of our lists, and he was he wasn't even he wasn't even a top two scoring option on the Jazz when he was playing. Right. He didn't have any plays drawn up for him. Hey, Jeff, we want you to come off this screen, win this game for us. Are you kidding me? No, he picked up a loose ball and shot it. Yeah, but the the, the game plan, so to speak, was a little different back then. How many how many three point shots do you think Jerry called? Yeah, uh, very few. Yeah, I would think it so. was a layup first. It was a dunk first kind of uh, offense. Always was. Ran. Yep. All and right, Jeff. Uh, Jeff was left uh, with some of the scraps, really. But what a beautiful shooter! And the funny thing about that is that Jeff come, He was a good shooter coming out of college, Iowa State. But he's, he had a flaw in his form where his left hand would interfere with the release of his shot. So it, it kind of, I always joked with him that it looked like he was, uh, you know, doing the breaststroke when he was shooting that shot. But he trained himself to move his left hand out of the way. And uh, that's when he really got good. Five best shooters in jazz history. You can do an open mic uh, using our Zone Sports Network app. You can tweet at us at Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton, at Gordon Monson as well. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.